0: In a year that has been so improbable, the impossible has happened. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! You know what time it is. The most amazing, sensational,
1: dramatic.
0: Episode of the Sports Hour. This is Mitchmo, and this is Daddy D. Daddy D.
1: Daddy D. What's up? I bro? feel like we I I only mirrored what you did. You took like an awful long time between your speaking. I don't know. I felt like like accentuated yeah, was, the pauses. So that I that was some odd. I mirrored it because I, I, fi- I, I figured yeah. probably should. But yeah, you know, I watched a yeah, that a, was a thing a documentary. Let's move on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, oh no i, 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 no, okay. I watched no, that no. mike singletary talks that way it's like to, try it
1: out that's what we were doing it was sports related guys yeah. Well, welcome welcome to the sports hour a merry christmas to all it's not christmas yet but mitch and i are very festive i'm wearing my christmas sweater mitch is wearing a santa hat that is just the right size
0: yeah it's a little on the small side this thing might be uh popping off here before too long because uh might be getting a headache. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Mitch, halfway through the pod is going to be like,
0: I can't. I can't, guys. I can't okay. do it. Too late. I can't do what, it. What is it, like a kid's Santa hat? Is that what you well, put Well, you on? know, I bought a Santa onesie. Oh. And the, the hat came with the onesie. The onesie fits me, but they were, I have an, an, an abnormally large melon. And so. Uh, <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. So the hat doesn't fit. The onesie does. Well, that's good. The, that's the good. hat doesn't.
1: Though. Rather have it this way than the other way, you know. What, what yeah. are you going to do with the hat? The no, onesie doesn't fit, so
0: yeah, it, yep. it would fit my dog probably. The the hat like that's or... how small. Sp- no, the hat, not the onesie. What are you talking about? Okay, <laughs> 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 I
1: don't know, man. We spent way too much time talking about any anything other than sports. So, yeah, uh, you know, here here here's the thing, guys. We're ready today to talk about a lot of stuff, including. Uh, some very uh, interesting and important games last week in the NFL, uh, and we're going to get into quite a bit of those, especially as we look at the playoffs as uh, as they are right now and project out three weeks, including the matches we have next week. Uh, so yeah, we're going to get into some of those games and a little bit of news, a little bit of fun.
0: Yeah, right? we got not a whole lot of news, but uh, I think some good discussion to have, some things we want to bring up talk yeah. about
1: yep yep oh and then a little a little uh a little christmas gift for you people uh yeah oh. we, we got a little special treat uh you know in lieu of like a top five or something else we've got something special for the holiday season yes tis the season tis the season so mitch tis where 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 shall we go from here how about um <clears throat> las noticias oh then the the news yeah, let's get into
0: the news. God, is goodness. Goodness. I, it's, it, yeah, it's It's all over the place. Yeah. I wasn't even trying that one. That one just came out. <laughs> anyway, it's all good. I I mean, you know, hey,
1: we gotta mix things up here.
0: Yeah, we do. We do. Keep it um, spicy. Keep it spicy. <laughs> Olay. Alright, so <laughs> <laughs> Guys, let's start with the, the NFL news. We're going to start with the Raiders firing GM Reggie McKenzie. Um, this was after, really, the la- the previous few years he had been praised for, for doing a great job um, in the GM role. But this year, obviously, um, after the hiring of John Gruden, John Gruden is obviously taking control of that team. And uh, Reggie McKenzie not having a huge role with that team, really. Um, it- good move for the Raiders, do you think?
1: Uh, yes yeah yeah I absolutely think so you know here's the thing I, <sighs> Gruden having a 10 year contract just gives him so much more power that I just assumed he was going to want to get a different GM a GM that uh, either is going to let Gruden do what he wants to do or you know a la be the GM or he's going to get a GM that is thinking the same way that he is and it's much easier just to handpick that guy than it is to try to make Reggie McKenzie that guy. So, you know, I get it, I guess. I, I wasn't, like, shocked or anything. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it kind of made sense to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, I don't think it's terribly huge news, but um, it, it's it's notable just because the Raiders, you know, have struggled over the last, you know, season, last 13, 14 weeks, um, and really... Th- no no sign of getting better. Um, they, they really are just put setting their sights on next year. And maybe starting off fresh with a new general manager is the way to go. So um, I don't think – I'm kind of neutral on the decision. Um, I don't really have all that much of an opinion on it, to be honest. Yeah, you know, and I guess like
1: – you know, my first thought was, well, why didn't Gruden just fire him in the off season if he knew he didn't want him? But I'm sure – you know over the course of this season it's been kind of gruden feeling out whether or not it's going to be a fit with him and obviously at this point now in the season as it's almost over you know this is this is a good time to do it cuz you got the draft coming up in a few months so you want a gm in there that you know that's going to be a part of the draft process you know as you go into the offseason you want a new gm there so i guess this is the right time uh, but i'm I, I don't know i'm assuming gruden just wanted to feel it out and turns out it didn't work out so
0: yeah and i mean it'll be interesting to see if you know if gruden even lets the next gm be a part of that draft process i mean or you know how much gruden will let him be a part of that draft process because it sounds like gruden really wants to be super hands-on um with the role that he do- has there. so
1: Yeah, well, and, and I think what's most likely is he's going to find a GM that basically lets him be the GM. You know, a guy a guy that's going to be there, be sure. in a room, but, like, that's going to just let Gruden ba- do do what he wants to do with the draft and, and probably, you know, free agency and trades. So, <laughs> yeah. So right. we'll find out. We'll see who they hire. But it's interesting news. Some other Oakland Raiders-related moves. Uh, guys, in case you weren't aware... The Raiders don't know where they're playing uh, their home games next season. In fact, they have no idea. And the and the most likely scenario is now the least likely scenario because the city of Oakland is suing the NFL and the Raiders over their alleged illegal move to Vegas that essentially severed the contract they had. It means that the city and the citizens will have to pay uh, the bill for the renovations made to the stadium that they didn't... Uh, keep their contract with uh so Oakland's having an issue and uh kind of severs that tie completely I think
0: yeah I obviously it sounds like they're not going to be in Oakland at all next year but really where it comes down to is the where they're gonna play and UNLV does not sound like an option for them now um with all the money they're going to have to dump into stadium improvements and security improvements. And it's going to be essentially a money pit. Um, and the money that they're going to be spending on upgrading that stadium, that's only going to hold, I think what 40,000 fans or 60,000 fans. Yeah. It can be, um, it
1: can be expanded to 40,000. That's what they said. Right. The
0: it, is it really worth it at that point to dump all that money in for one year? It doesn't seem like it would be, but I'm not a multimillionaire that can dump money into stuff like that. So right. <laughs> I don't know if it really is worth it or not.
1: Yeah, well, and, and, so, and this leaves them in a, in a very precarious spot. There's a great article uh, on ESPN if you guys want to read up on this. Let me give you the title of it real quick. It is, Where Will the Raiders Play in 2019 and Why Isn't Anyone Freaking Out? Uh, so look, look on, look on ESPN for this article. It, it answers a lot of the questions about like what happened, where they're looking at next year, what options there are. Uh, the, the main option, I think, uh, and, and what the, the quoting the article, the feeling is the NFL would prefer the Raiders simply to move their home some 35 miles south, to Levi Stadium, uh, where the Niners play. So that's, I guess, what the NFL is hoping. But there's a ton of possibilities that are brought up in this. Uh, San Diego, Arizona. Uh, Last night on uh, on the radio here in Salt Lake, uh, the sports guys advocated for uh, them to come to Salt Lake for a year. So it seems like they don't know, and there's a lot of options, and we don't know which ones are viable or not.
0: Yeah, I mean, it... And uh, the big thing for me is exactly what it's in the title of that article. Why is no one freaking out about this? Like if you're going to get something done, you have to get something done like yesterday to know where you're going to be playing next year. And if you don't have anything set in stone, your ticket sales are going to plummet. You're not going to have a really a fan base much at all to follow you to wherever you go. And so it's it's worrisome, really, for that it should be worrisome for that franchise that they don't have anywhere to go yet.
1: Yeah, it seems like At this point I, I am with you. It seems like something they should be. <laughs> know, like, is this obvious? Is, is it, like too obvious for people to think about? Like, oh wait, we don't know where they're playing home games next year. Uh, but apparently not seriously enough uh serious enough to have uh for them to have done something about it. So we'll we'll follow along with this, but <laughs> Oakland in the news uh, right now, never for the right reasons, but uh, very, very right. interesting to say the least.
0: Absolutely. Um, another big piece of news, another firing, uh, the Vikings have fired their offensive coordinator, their first-year offensive coordinator, John D. DeFilippo, uh, that was following their Monday night loss to the Seattle Seahawks, 21-27. Um, it, the quarterback's coach, Kevin Stefanski, has been promoted to replace Filippo on an interim basis, so he is not the new permanent offensive coordinator. Um, and uh, Stefanski will also handle the play-calling duties for the last three games of the regular season. Um, Down, this is a guy that a lot of people talked about um, as a potential head coach candidate um, at, at one point. Uh, this is a team that has vastly underperformed especially in the four of the last five games they haven't surpassed 300 yards of offense in the last and four of the last five games and are currently six six and one um, barely hanging on to that six seed in the NFC um, obviously probably a right move but do you think that maybe you should have rode out to the D Filippo offense and not pull the plug so late in the season when you're fighting for a, a tight wild card spot. So, I don't know. This seems
1: a little premature to me, if I'm being honest. Like this is his first season as the offensive coordinator, and yes, obviously the offense is struggling. Yes, they're six six and one, and they were preseason Super Bowl favorites. Uh, so, yes, there is a need to be worried. I, I, I don't understand the firing, though. Unless they they, uh, they must somehow know without a doubt that it's just not going to work out with him and either the team or Mike Zimmer or whoever it is. Like, they have to know that for sure in order to fire him uh, 13 games into his time with the team. So, it seems strange to me. It seems very strange.
0: Yeah, I mean, it. the last few weeks we, we've noticed, like I said, the under 300 yards of offense in four of the last five games. Uh, this was a team that seemed to get kind of one-dimensional, um, and it, it showed it a lot in the performance of Adam Thielen. Um, how he starts off the season with, was it, nine consecutive 100-yard receiving games, and then has sharply dropped off um with the exception i think of one 100 yard game in between there he's only had he's been under 100 yards or held to under 100 yards um and maybe a touchdown or two since week 9 i mean he has really been held in check um and y- y- you can see that they're getting stopped that what they what was working earlier in the year when they were scoring and putting up all these yards it it was Working And now it's not. And I think I would have left that up to the current OC to figure out. Um, and then if I needed to make a change in the offseason, you go make a change. I mean, 17 combined points in the last two weeks, back-to-back losses to New England and Seattle, um, obviously is not going to cut it. But I don't think it's a fireable offense. Um, I, th- I think that this is something they should have wrote out. Um, and if they get into a wild-card game, then they play out that wild-card game. Um it, you know maybe take away his play calling duties I don't know change something up but I don't think the guy really deserved to be fired because they showed a lot of success early in the year
1: yeah I, I'm right there with you um it just seems like yes you're having a rough part of the season but that doesn't seem like the time to fire the offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator for that matter you know I right. maybe maybe like you said you take over play calling like you, you change something but but don't fire him uh it is interesting uh this is uh, De- De- De Filippo was the fourth offensive coordinator uh, to be with Minnesota since Zimmer became the head coach in 2014. So he's gone through offensive coordinators quite a bit, and I and so this goes back to what I was saying is it must seem to me that Zimmer thought he he it wasn't going to work with this guy for whatever reason. Um, and according to a source, ESPN said that. Uh, Zimmer is the one who had final say on firing Di Filippo, not the GM. So this was Zimmer's decision. So that's kind. That's how it paints to me because I don't see why else you'd fire a guy thirteen games into a season where uh, you have a shot to make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I think. It, I think in Zimmer's mind, in, in defense of Di Filippo, it was going to be hard for Di Filippo to live up to Pat Shermer's, um, because. Pat Shermer was the OC in Minnesota, right? Yeah, um, yeah, so, yeah. so, I mean, it would it's going to be hard for him to live up to those expectations when Minnesota was having all that success last year, and so I, he he had some big shoes to fill, and, um, and maybe he didn't do quite the job that Zimmer expected, but um, I I thought he did all right. It wasn't it wasn't a terrible job.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're not like two and eleven. That's the thing. They're like they're six six and one, and like and like yes, you know, like I said, they were Super Bowl. Uh, favorites in a lot of in a lot of people's eyes, at least up there, uh, and you know expected to win double digit games. Now they won't for sure. The, the best thing goes nine six and one. But I, yes, the season can be disappointing, but like not enough to fire the guy after thirteen games. That's you know what I mean. Like if they went two and eleven and the offense was a tro was anemic, then okay, you know that makes sense. But yeah, I, I, I'm with you. It seems way too premature. So it has to be something between him and. Uh, Zimmer and DiFilippo, Filippo and not getting along or having different views, whatever it is, because that's the only explanation that makes sense to me.
0: Right, exactly. Uh, I think we, that's uh, that's all we got for that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's about it. So, uh, speaking of the Vikings and how much they've they've struggled on the at you know a, this year. Um, they signed Kirk Cousins this last year to this big contract. Um, he was getting borderline Aaron Rodgers money. Um, but a little statistic: after his loss this week against Seattle, in his career he is four and twenty-four against teams over five hundred. He does not beat good teams. Um, concerning you know and i I think his contract honestly looking at that statistic and how he's performed this year I mean a lot of people would consider him an upgrade from Case Keenum uh that contract is looking really bad right now and i I want to know your take Alan because to me like when you get an upgrade at the quarterback position, your leader and you regress the following season and not losing any other pieces on your offense and upgrade, I mean, really, their offense upgraded, and you are regressing, doesn't that make that contract look really, really bad? I, uh, You know, I, I I, would just be hesitant at
1: point, painting that now since we're only in season one. And obviously, Kirk Cousins is going to be here for a while. And so if there's a regression in the first season, I, I don't know. Like, that's not too worrisome for me. Now, if... Next season, it continues to struggle. The offense continues to struggle, and you look at what they were able to do, like you said, with Case Keenum, and say, wow, why? obviously we didn't upgrade. Uh, Then maybe I would worry, but I wouldn't worry too much right now. And, you know, Kirk Cousins is making Aaron Rodgers money, and he's not Aaron Rodgers, but I think that faults the Vikings more than anybody because Kirk Cousins is... He's not Aaron Rodgers, and I'm pretty dang sure he knows he's not. So I, 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 think this is the Vikings' fault for paying a guy that much money and then expecting him to play up to that. Like he was just not—he's not capable of doing that. I think that more faults the Vikings for the bad contract than it is Cousins' like underperforming.
0: Well, it, I'll, I'll admit I'm guilty of this too. I overvalued Kirk Cousins the last couple of years when he was in Washington um because he was keeping that team's head above above water basically right, they weren't right. they weren't a 4 and 12 team they were 7 and 9 8 and 8 around there he he kept that team treading water and i honestly valued him a, maybe a little bit too high because he didn't have a great supporting cast around him in washington and he was doing that but Washington hasn't played a tough sched hadn't wasn't playing tough schedules, and so he was winning at either close games or beating teams that he should beat. Um, and obviously, that's reflected in his career: four wins against over five hundred teams. No one expected him to do Aaron Rodgers stuff, making Aaron Rodgers money. I just think Minnesota had that much money to throw around. To ensure that they got that upgrade at the quarterback position, because I think there's some potential with Kirk Cousins, but I don't think right now he is he is developed enough or or mature enough at that position to be beating over 500 teams.
1: Yeah, you know it. It is worrisome. That I, I I don't know. It's it's a bad stat. It's
0: a bad. It's a bad stat. You I know. Mean, it's
1: it's a bad stat, and I. What you know, how much you can blame that on him, how much you can blame that on the teams that he's played on, you know, I I, I don't know. Obviously he has some fault in
0: this, but I mean, we talk about bad <sighs> stats. I mean, Tom Brady now being one in five in Miami in the last six years is a bad stat, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is a bad stat, but Tom Brady having trouble in Miami is not indicative of of a It's not a large sample size, right? right? I mean, he's just struggles when he plays Miami. Brett Favre struggled against certain teams. Aaron Rodgers has struggled against certain teams. Everyone has struggled against certain teams. This guy struggles against good teams. And if you can't beat good teams, then you are not going to have a very long career in the NFL. A a long starting career, at least. I mean, he could back someone up and be probably the best backup quarterback in the NFL Nick Foles would be pissed because he's taken over. Nick Foles' job as the best backup quarterback in football. This, I mean, to me, this is more than a bad stat because this is you not doing your job now. you supposed If you're going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, you have to have the ability to beat good teams. And he has not had the ability over the entire span of his career. I think it's, what, five years now, six years, whatever it is, to beat good teams.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say, I agree with you. Not a good sign, not a good sign at all. And you would think with this team, which is clearly the best team he's ever played for, uh, that would change. And so, you know, maybe the firing of D Filippo, finding a better fit, uh, alongside Zimmer, but also Kirk cousins. May, I mean, you know, there could be part of that in, uh, in this situation as well. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, about it for on. the NFL, right?
0: Well, we got one injury, I think, to just to mention really quick. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders is going to be out for the season with a torn Achilles. Um, I think uh, – I mean, unfortunately, this is not good news. Achilles are always tough to come back from. Um, and especially Manny Sanders, who is no spring chicken. Um it, this will be a tough. This will be a tough injury for him to come back from. But I think he's got enough talent and ability to come back from it. Um, but I think a good, a good sign for for Denver because this gets them the chance to really showcase their young rookie wide receivers, Deshaun Hamilton and Cortland Sutton. Um, get them some time on the field. Uh, they lost Jeff Hiredman, so that gets Matt Lacoste some time on the field as well. And so. The, an unfortunate situation, but I think Denver can can look at um, a bright side of this as getting their rookies who have a ton of talent. I think Deshaun Ailton and Cortland Sutton um, have a ton of talent and have the potential to to be, you know, Manny Sanders, Demarius Thomas, good. Um, that I think this gives them a good chance to get some game experience
1: yeah for sure I feel you, sex for Sanders hopefully he can recover and still play because he's a very talented receiver uh, who's still not that old you know he's old but he's not he's not like at that point he's yet. not that so,
0: old yeah. no he's not
1: that old no he's not that old so cool alright and that is that is about it for the NFL news uh, let's quickly move on to the NBA guys sad news Dallin cue the music Oh, I don't have a daddy, daddy's favorites this week Oh, no! <laughs> there just wasn't enough interesting things. Also, Man, one so. to spend time on other things. So Man, it so. ain't so. Oh. oh, okay. Get over it, Mitch. <laughs> just <kidding>. oh. <laughs> No, yeah. So, sorry. But uh, the next week for sure, I'll have some extra little tidbits for you. How about that? But... Nice. In lieu of daddy's favorites, let's talk about an NBA trade. Bram, 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 bram. So, the Milwaukee Bucks looking to improve the roster traded... Ford, George Hill, backup of the, well, former backup of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And a guy named Jason Smith, who I had to Google. I've never even heard of the dude. Uh, but he's played 10 years in the league. He's a 7-foot power forward and a white guy. Well, yeah, Jason Smith. You could have guessed that. So. That's pretty
0: white. It's yeah. pretty white
1: <laughs> Yeah. And a 2021 second-round pick. They traded away Matthew Della Vidova and John Henson, Along with a 2021 20, first and a 21 21 second to the Cavs. So, Della Vadova, Delhi himself returning back to the Cavs. The Wizards acquired Sam Decker from Cleveland and the rights to swap second round picks with Cleveland. I believe. Yes, that's what it says here. So, yep, that is the trade. Nothing crazy. Uh, George Hill is a good point guard, but has struggled with injuries. So if he is healthy he's gonna serve as an excellent backup with playoff uh, experience in Milwaukee which will be great uh, I don't know what Jason Smith will do for them at all I, I don't even know how good he is or if he plays basketball so uh, yeah so a good trade I think a smart trade for the for the bucks
0: yeah um i the bucks win this deal in my mind uh, george hills is a very good young backup so um I, I i like that jason smith again no clue who that is um not only is that one of the most generic names uh, but you get a 7 foot white guy that plays power forward they kind of get lost in the shuffle in the nba so it uh, but a good deal i think the bucks uh they win that end of the deal for sure
1: yeah, and this was also a move to free up some space in the cap. Uh, the deal could save the Bucks about nineteen million next season if they don't keep George Hill, who only has one million of his nineteen million guaranteed. So they could cut him and only take the one mil loss. Uh, Delavadova and Henson each had about ten mil and a year left after this one on their contract, so it gets them out of that money and. It uh, means that some of their free agents next season, including Chris Middleton, Eric Bledsoe, and Malcolm Brogdon are going to be available to be resigned, and they can keep the team intact. So smart move financially for the Bucks. Smart move basketball-wise for the Bucs. I think it's a win-win for them. Cleveland gets a first-round pick that probably won't convey until like 2023. But hey, first-round picks, not bad for your injured backup point guard.
0: No, not, not <laughs> you <know>? at all.
1: <laughs> so, Yeah. Uh, also, just a little bit of quick news. I saw this earlier, pulled up an article about it. Uh, literally saw this like 20 minutes ago, guys. So breaking breaking news here on the Sports Hour. Uh, no, <gasps> so news. The owner of the Phoenix Suns, Robert Sarver, has threatened to take the team to either Seattle or Las Vegas uh, after basically the city council threatened to deny his vote uh for the city to spend hundred and fifty million dollars to modernize the stadium. Uh the city council is uh threatening to postpone the vote at the very least and uh yeah and then deny the vote and so owners pissed, threatening to move. We've seen this in sports before, but hey we could give the Seattle Supersonics back. So you know. uh,
0: that hey, that's That's a silver Line I'd here, give right? up the Phoenix Suns for the Seattle Supersonics. Oh, in a heartbeat. F the Suns g- dude. Yeah yeah i'd give that up and then i'd put another te- another franchise back in phoenix oh yeah because that's a good spot it's a good that's spot it's a good, spot. That's a good spot but yeah but i'd give up the Suns for a, the, in for a the heartbeat for the pilots devin booker um, oh the pilots oh okay yeah, yeah. okay well <laughs> now it's got to be the supersonics we we agree yeah, yeah, on that it's got to yeah. be the supersonics yeah
1: devin booker looked good in that yellow and gold Devin Booker, yellow. And he gold. would. Yellow he and green. would actually. Yellow yeah. and green. I mean, yellow yeah, a little and
0: gold. little Sean Kemp homage. I think they should yeah. go back to the throwback jerseys. Oh yeah,
1: maybe. absolutely, absolutely. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. that was just a little bit of a little bit of this,
0: a little bit of that, and and that's all the NBA news. Yeah. Um. Uh, some quick MLB stuff. Uh, a big trade, actually. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt, formerly of the Arizona Diamondbacks, a former silver slugger, former gold glover, is now a St. Louis Cardinal. He was, uh, traded. Was it last week? Yes. a week ago today. The could go today for that's right. It happened about two hours after we,
1: yeah. Right after we finished recording, we were like, that's uh, cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, that the, the Diamondbacks have traded Paul Goldschmidt to the St. Louis Cardinals in exchange for right-handed pitcher, Luke Weaver, catcher, Carson Kelly infielder, Andy Young. um, the Diamondbacks will also receive a 2019 competitive balance round B draft pick from the Cardinals. Um, So uh, a little bit of compensation there uh, for giving up such a big uh, piece to that. I mean, so Dallin, how does this affect the Diamondbacks moving forward? Because, I mean, you gave away basically the the face of your franchise now.
1: Absolutely. They did. That's literally what they did. And their best player by far. So, I mean, here's not the to thing. say that
0: Luke Weaver isn't highly touted. Oh no, as a, as... I, I,
1: they got a great return, honestly. Right. But you right. should when you trade somebody at Goldschmidt's level. So you know, exactly. I, I think they, I think it was a fair trade for both sides. Uh, and this is just what we see with smaller market teams that don't have the payroll. They instead of letting these guys leave in free agency and getting nothing out of them, they just trade them before they before it's too late they get they get something to to move forward and it's just the reality of the MLB which is uh one thing that makes it so fascinating to me and how trades and free agency in the offseason works uh because you have this kind of effect with small market teams and you don't see that in the NBA or in the NFL so right uh, you know I don't know it's it sucks for Arizona but they got a decent return and this is I guess just the the
0: nature of the MLB Right, and you know what, I'm, I'm going to say this. I have a little bit of a theory here. I think this is what Paul Goldschmidt needed to be a serious MVP candidate. Oh, okay, okay. So he gets out of the smaller market, Arizona. He goes to a big market in St. Louis where he has stars around him. He's going to have Marcel Zuna around him. He's going to have Yadi Molina around him. He's going to have Carlos Martinez around him. He's going to have pieces around him. And if he puts up the numbers that he did consistently in Arizona this is a guy that you could re- I think putting him in a bigger market makes him a better candidate for an MVP and I think he could potentially win one if he does that in this in these next coming years.
1: Yeah, I think I agree with you. Um you know, it's not that Arizona is the tiniest uh place that has a football or sorry. It's not the smallest city that has a baseball team, but it's not uh, that that franchise is not as uh, vocal or at least to the forefront of people's minds as the St. Louis Cardinals are, especially due to their success no. over the last 10 years. And so I think you're right. I think it does give him a boost in popularity and in being recognized and probably increases his odds of uh, getting an MVP because he's played at that caliber uh, over the last, you know, little few last couple years. Uh, so I definitely think he should be considered. This may help him get there. i'm Uh, with you i'm with you so great cardinals trying to trying to compete in the nl central where you have the cubs and obviously the the up-and-coming brewers and a decent pirates team i mean there's the reds are the reds are the reds but but, uh, they're trying to compete with those top two teams i think it's a great move so
0: yeah absolutely um why don't you take this next one down? Because this could be a little exciting for you.
1: Oh, this is great! Yeah, there are a lot of rumors. Winter meetings, by by the way, guys, and in, in uh, the Major League Baseball are going on right now in Vegas. Uh, as of today, Wednesday the twelfth, it's day three, the final day of the winter meetings. We haven't had that many deals and and trades happen over the last uh, over the first two days, so we expect some today. So just recognize if things broke later on today. <laughs> Uh, it's just cause we recorded already, so we didn't get it. So don't we don't suck. Uh, you know, we're just, we're just human. But anywho, so one of the big rumors coming out of Winter Meetings is the possibility of Corey Kluber getting traded to the Dodgers. And that's, all of that sounds great to me. I, I am not opposed to this at all. The The main piece being traded back is the Dodgers' highly touted number one prospect, Andrew Verdugo. And that's a great return for anybody, and I think Kyle or Corey Kluber, you know, obviously been successful, but Verdugo is supposed to be huge, supposed to be a great a great asset. So I think if that trade happens, it'd be great for the Dodgers, but also I think very successful for the Indians.
0: Well, yeah, and I mean, you would have to give up something more than Andrew Verdugo, and. Um, I think it's Alex, actually. Did I say Andrew? I think it's Alex. Alex Verdugo sounds better. Alex, Um, Andrew,
1: Alan, you know, Arthur, I don't know, whatever.
0: Verdugo. (laughs) Um, But I – and this is according to uh, John Paul Morosi of MLB.com. This deal would also probably include Yasiel Puig. Yes, which which is also being
1: rumored to be shopped around right now. Uh, the Dodgers right. have a plethora of outfielders. Verdugo is an outfielder too, and they're kind of and obviously they they want to go after Harper who plays outfield. So they're trying to offload some of this. Uh, you know it's so it's so bunched up back there that, that you know if they can use some of those other guys to bring in different pieces that they need. Uh, it, that's the that's the thought process with these trades.
0: Right now there are two other arms that I've thought of that if the Dodgers and Indians make a deal because I think the Dodgers are really pursuing another top end of the rotation arm and obviously Bryce Harper. Yeah. Um, the other two arms that I thought of would be Carlos Carrasco and Trevor Bauer that might end up in L.A. Both great, great additions um, to help Clay Shaw at the – or Clay Shaw. Clay Shaw. I love it. Wow. Clayton <laughs> Kershaw. That's what I meant. Jeez Louise. Uh To help Kershaw at the at the top of that rotation. Um, yeah, so yeah, it yeah. may not be Kluber, but if you get Carrasco or Bauer, that's not a bad addition. No,
1: no, no. I yeah, I, I hope I mean, Kluber it's like, goes.
0: I think this will happen. I think this will happen. The Dodgers
1: want to make moves. Verdugo, Puig, both Puig's been you know pretty successful in his in his uh, time here in the MLB, and obviously has had his issues. But I, I think he's still valuable, and, and obviously Verdugo has the prospect. So yeah, I, th- I think it's a great return for the Indians. I think this will happen. Because it makes too much sense not to. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, One of the news that we did get from winter meetings is Andrew McCutcheon signing a three-year deal with the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Phillies continue to make moves, are trying to contend in the NL East. They signed McCutcheon to a three-year $50 million deal. And, uh, yeah. So, 32 years old. You know, had it had an okay season last last uh, year with the Giants and then the Yankees, but uh, you know, hey, I think it's a I think it's a smart move, veteran presence, somebody who's won, uh, you know, won an MVP, has has had, you know, playoff experience. So yeah, yeah, I think it's smart.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it might be, it might be a little bit of bait to put out to trying to get Bryce Harper going. Hey, we got Andrew McCutcheon. You can come play with Andrew McCutcheon here. If you want to come play with him, come do it. A little bit like NBA does. They sign a big name. And if you sign a big name, that will draw other big names because they right. want to play with them. Like yeah, LeBron it's true. to LA. It'll draw. And that might be what they're doing here. But $50 million is a lot for Andrew McCutcheon right now. Yeah. The guy who's on the back end of his career. And I don't know if that really puts them, if that might, that might handcuff the Phillies here in, in trying to get. Um, Bryce Harper and open up the door for a lot other, lot more other teams because now the Phillies may not be able to offer a, offer what Bryce Harper is looking for. So that that's my look at it. But I, I, he's still a serviceable player. He's still a great player. So um, good for them. Yeah. Yeah. No. You know, it's uh, it's it's probably a good move. We'll see.
1: You know, it's obviously going to be paired with something else. So yeah, it you know, has it, to. Be. It has it, to be, This right? isn't this isn't the only one. So you know, yeah, I, 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 we'll see what else, uh, what other moves they make.
0: Yeah, um, so I think that's gonna be it for the MLB news today. Let's get into something really, really quick before we move on. We got to do our, got to keep this train moving, folks. We've been, <laughs> uh, we've been stopped at the station for a while. We need to keep it moving. Uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, University of Oklahoma quarterback has won the 2018 Heisman Trophy. Um, I don't have his statistics pulled up, but uh, a, a outstanding quarterback in the University of Oklahoma. Was also drafted in the first round of the MLB draft by the Oakland Athletics. Has signed a contract with the Athletics to play baseball. Uh, me and Dallin have discussed this a couple times over the last week or so. Dallin, is he playing football or baseball, or is he the next Wait. Bo Jackson? <laughs> Listen, I, you, you ask me honestly he's gonna play he's gonna play football,
1: okay The football is better uh, I, I, you know here here's the thing and this is what I said to you earlier when we were talking about this. It's gonna come down to whatever he feels like is the best opportunity because he's not the first athlete to you know play multiple sports, especially in in college and have multiple opportunities. I mean we know guys like Russell Wilson who was drafted in the MLB draft. And obviously he's a quarterback in the NFL. Bo so Jackson, Bo Jackson, as you mentioned. Uh, so, but in the end, they always go with whatever is the best opportunity. And to me, I think football is going to be the best opportunity. And I think that's what he's going to ultimately, ultimately choose the stardom, the the potential for stardom and money through that is much more prevalent in the NFL than it is the MLB. So I think uh, that's what will sway him. That's what I, I mean, I,
0: I, I think he'll play baseball. I think he will. Um,
1: do you just say that because you're an A's fan?
0: I, well, and you'll be really yes. mad if he does Like, I really, yeah, sure. I, I hope he plays baseball. We took him in the first round. Of course, I hope he plays baseball. But selfishly, I really hope that he does tries to do dual sport. Like, I really hope that he that would is, be pretty cool. I kind of hope to. I was like, want to see the next Bo Jackson. Like, that would be so cool. Um, is it viable or or realistic to do in today's sports i don't know i don't know if it is um but because there's it takes so much commitment in each sport right now um so but uh i think he's gonna i think he's gonna go play baseball and um i think he could enter the nfl draft two years from now and still be a good pick so i don't know we'll see we'll see which way he leans i guess we'll see it will be fast he is a junior
1: uh so still has some time
0: well, and he has a big game coming up here. He's still got to play. Yeah, college he's, football playoffs. He, he's so. still in the college football playoffs. Got to got to play Alabama. So,
1: yeah. So it will be interesting. Uh, real quick, do you think Tua Tagovailoa was was gypped of his award here, or do no? You, do you no. like
0: the Kyler Murray? I like the Kyler Murray thing. I mean, Tua Tagovailoa got the second, got the most second place votes, or the most votes by a okay. runner up in NCAA history. Yeah. Um obviously he, there was no loss of love here. I, ju- I just think Kyler Murray is is the better is the better football player. So um I don't think he got snubbed, but I I think if he had won it, he would have been deserving as okay. well. I feel that. I I mean they definitely
1: were both deserving. I my the only thing I will say is that if Tua Tagovailoa doesn't get injured last week, he wins the Heisman. You think he got injured I- he he, yes, he played the whole season great. He was the favorite the whole year. And then he goes out and Jalen Hurts comes in and leads Bama to a victory in the SEC Championship. And I think that diminished the view of, of Tua because it showed that, oh, the backup can come in and obviously Jalen was the starter last year, but the, anybody can play this position and win the game for Bama. So it, it takes the value away from Tua as an individual player and puts it on the team and the system and so I think that that dinked him just enough to lose the award for him. I
0: honestly do. Okay. I mean, what a moment for Jalen Hurts too. Because I mean, great a great redemption. He man. was he <laughs> like, was replaced by Tua Tagovailoa the year before in the national championship game, and then they won. And it was, uh, it was uh, a good. Redemption he, got for he got the win. He got the win this Hurts. time. That was. Good. I I don't think he's going to be a successful NFL player but uh, yeah, a good moment for him i guess yeah and super. i don't and i don't think tua is too i don't think he's built to be an nfl yeah quarterback. i i think tua is i think tua could do it that maybe there's a little lefty prejudice there's not been a whole lot of successful left-handed quarterbacks mm, so yeah, yeah the only one i could think of is steve the, steve young or mark brunell that's it i mean yeah. and those two were successful so We'll see. We'll see when he gets there. I don't know if he's declaring this year or not, or he's got another year of eligibility. But. I think he's only. Is he like a sophomore? I think he still have to wait a year because you have to be okay. a junior. So he's still got so. two more years. At he's still least. got some time. Yeah, for at sure. the most. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All but right. Anyway, that's,
0: that's about it for the news, right? Yeah, that is it. That was a long news segment. Let's,
1: yeah, let's get past these news, man. Let's get into something, something fun. Okay? Christmas spirit. The Christmas spirit, guys. Mitch and I have got together and made lists. It's the season for lists, and the lists today are the three things that we want for Christmas. Yes. So the just the, what we want, what we're gonna ask Santa for this year. But
0: I want what a new we bike want for Christmas. I want a new bike. Did well? Did you write it on the list? Oh I, no, I guess. Well, not. then you can't get it. Well, the point of me saying that was <laughs> this is all sports related. Obviously, this is a sports. No, show. yeah,
1: we're not just sharing with you guys what we want for Christmas Yeah, it's just like just throwing it out there, you know. Hey, you know, if who want an iPod? You know, yeah. <laughs> <Just 'cause. laughs>
0: iPod. Who uses iPod? Anymore? It's ridiculous. Yeah, so down. Why don't you start? Come on.
1: Okay. All right. So I will start. This is the number one thing I want for Christmas. Daddy D, what do you want and for I, Christmas? And I and I think I'm gonna get it. And that is, I want Bryce Harper to become a Dodger. That's, that's what I want. That's, that's like the number one thing I want this year. I want him in a Dodgers uniform. It makes too much sense not to happen. L.A.'s the big market. They need a superstar. They don't have a superstar. I mean, Kershaw is the closest thing to a superstar, but he's not viewed in that eyes in the national media. So he could be the superstar in L.A., I don't know. It just makes too much sense. They have all the money to pay him. Yeah. I need him in the Dodgers uniform to lead us to a World Series. Let's go. Bryce Harper, a- a third,
0: a-, a third one so you could lose it again, huh? Oh,
1: my God. I will die. Maybe I'll become a Giants fan. Ah, Uh-oh. psych. <gasps> psych. Never. I'm not your best friend anymore. Never.
0: oh my god all right
1: mitch what's what's number one on your list
0: well number one on my list if you're a listener of the of the podcast regularly or maybe you're a friend of mine who listens to the podcast you know that i am a diehard chicago bears fan so number one on my list the one thing i want more than anything in sports for christmas is i want the bears to make a super bowl appearance now they beat the rams last week dominated the rams defensively I mean yeah. absolutely manhandled them and so it's not that far out of the realm of possibility for them to be the representative in the NFC we've shown we could beat the Rams now we have to go just go beat the Saints and we're probably there so yeah um, and then whoever's in the wild card round um, don't play down to them because we'll have to play in the wild card but no well, no we won't we won't yeah you oh, will yeah yeah we will yeah we will I want to see the Bears, duh Bears, back in the Super Bowl. I I've prayed to Ditka every night that this would happen. Come on, make it happen, Matt Nagy. Make it happen, Mitch Trubisky. Make it happen, Tariq, Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack. Make it happen. Let's go. You know, Bring I feel like me.
1: neither of us chose anything that's that unrealistic. You know, like like <laughs> both- <laughs>
0: Don't the Bears the making the here.
1: Super Bowl is not unrealistic.
0: No, but I got something coming. That is well. Okay, so, I'm, I'm just know. saying
1: for now. <laughs> I'm just saying our first two picks are pretty yeah. are pretty okay. You know, they're not too crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah. I do. I do. I would. I would very much like a Bears uh, Super Bowl appearance because you said that you would dress up as Mike Ditka for the Super Bowl.
0: I would. Um. I would slick the hair back. I would grow out the mustache. Get the aviators. The sweater vest, and the shirt and tie, and. Um, have a big old cigar hanging out my mouth the entire game. Um, yeah, as, as Mike Ditka. Yeah,
1: and I would love to see that. So I I might root for a Bears. Which, a bear by the Super way, Bowl. can
0: we can we make an announcement? Yeah. Right oh now? yeah yeah.
1: We're, we're gonna we're gonna be together for the Super Bowl. I'm going down to Chico to hang out with my buddy and oh, yeah. uh, watch the Super Bowl. So we're gonna give you a ton of content over those few days, especially that day of the Super Bowl. We're we'll, we're gonna go Facebook Live at the Super Bowl party, and 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 we're just gonna ask. For all, all, all the guests, everybody there, their pick. We're gonna have fun. Maybe do this some games. This will be, a, this it'll
0: will be, be a like a, it'll be like a, a short, like a short megasode. It will be awesome because yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have so many guests on there. Obviously, me and Dallin, we recorded like our fifth and sixth episode together. Like it was super early, but we're gonna be together again. I get to like touch you. I get to reach out and touch you. Appropriately, yep. Appropriately. <laughs> yep. But, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, it'll, it'll be a good time. Super it'll Bowl. Be,
1: it'll be a lot of fun. So look forward to all that content that's going to come in. First time we've but...
0: watched the Super Bowl since 2006 together.
1: Yeah, yeah. 12 yeah. years. And la-
0: the last time, 2006, do you know that Super Bowl? Um. No, I don't remember. It was. Uh. It was the Colts and Bears the Bears. Oh. Football.
1: Oh. Look at that. Well, maybe yeah. that's good luck. Maybe. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Curse your fingers. Oh Dylan, my gosh! What's next that's on awesome. your list? All right. My. N- my next item is uh, the, the. The thing, the second thing I want for Christmas this year, is I want, I want Patrick Mahomes to break, Peyton Manning's fifty-five touchdown record. Okay. That's what I want to happen. Just because I think like like how cool would that be if the second year quarterback who who hadn't really who hadn't even started again I think he started one game last year comes out and breaks Peyton Manning's record, fifty five touchdowns in a season. He's at forty three right now, which is already eighth all time. <laughs> so he's already top I, uh, 10 in his first full season it, 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 with three games left like he doesn't have to throw another pass he's on pace for 53 which would tie drew Brees as the second most all-time so so it's not far-fetched for him to reach 55 or even surpass it i'm just he's gonna need a lot of touchdowns but
0: yeah i mean we got three weeks left and he's got three weeks you got three weeks left and he's got 12 touchdowns to go yeah. He's going to have to throw four a game on average.
1: Including having to play the Chargers and the Seahawks, who are both very good defenses. I know it's far-fetched, guys, but he's also got a Week 17 game against Oakland, and you could probably count him for at least eight in that game. Oh, yeah. No, so really, I, I'm going he's, nine. nine. So, really, he's only got to throw two each the next two. No, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen. If he can reach 50, I think that'd be super dope. But already this has been an, ins- an insane season for him. For for a young quarterback, uh, I just I just would love to. That would be so cool to me to see him break a record like that in his first full season.
0: Oh, absolutely! I, I I'm on board with you. That would be great. Yeah. Um, Peyton, you can't have all the records, okay? You can't. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Um. So my second thing I want for Christmas, and you know, Dallin, when you ask for something that you know is not going to happen, but you still mm. ask for it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is this is that one for me. I want the A's to make a World Series appearance. Yeah, mm. I, I, uh, I. They've had some talent the last few years, and I think they played really well. Some good young talent, but we know they can't retain that young talent.
1: You know, yeah. I don't think this is terribly unrealistic. Really? I I don't know. I mean, they they won what ninety seven games, ninety six games last
0: year. Yeah, ninety seven. Yeah, it's
1: pretty good. They have a lot of competition in the AL, obviously between the Astros, the Yankees, and the Red Sox. But it's it's pretty unrealistic. But okay, it's you know I don't know. There are more unrealistic things I could think of. Anything so. can happen
0: in baseball, man. Anything can you, happen. That is
1: that is very true. That is very true. And and you know, hopefully it doesn't take them 108 years to win a, another World Series. Oh, don't put that evil on me.
0: <laughs> I don't want to be another I don't want to be like a Cubs fan. Hey, That's maybe the Dodgers torture. will take
1: 108 years to win a freaking World Series. You know,
0: I I pull for the Dodgers.
1: That's you know good. that. I pull for the A's.
0: Yeah. I I hope the Dodgers get Bryce Harper and, and make win another World, world series. series run. Yeah. yeah. You mean win a world them.
1: you said make another World Series one. I'd like you to say win a World Series, please.
0: Well, I think that if they got Bryce Harper they'd make it. It's it's up to October October magic to make that happen.
1: Yeah, maybe they'll play the Yankees and then lose again and then lose every year to a different team from the AL. That would be embarrassing. Uh <sighs> Yeah. Anywho, right? yeah, that suck. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm on my last one, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My last thing I want for Christmas this year is I want Giannis Antetokounmpo to win the NBA MVP. Yeah. That's what I want. I just like listen. We talked about this in an episode that hasn't been put out yet. We have a whole NBA awards episode that I totally forgot about till like two days ago. <laughs> so I, at some point, that's gonna come out, guys. And in it, we talk about, you know, MVP, rookie of the year, etc. And we talk about, you know, Anthony Davis, Giannis. Those are, like, the two guys we want to see, like, in that MVP conversation. I think I want Giannis to win it. I just love what he does for the game. He's so physical. He's so dominant. So Shaq, the other day, uh, I think this was, like, a week or two ago, uh, said... That Giannis is the new Superman. Shaq basically gifted the Superman nickname he has to Giannis, basically saying he's the only player he's seen since he left the league that has come close to his level of dominance, which I think is so cool. And I I absolutely agree with Shaq. And I just want to see this dude win the MVP this year and the Bucks to be good. I think it'd be fun.
0: I think the Bucks being good would be fun, and I really want to see Giannis win it as well. I think he's got all the talent. If he could just learn to shoot the ball a little bit better, I think. Dude, yeah. if
1: he could shoot threes at a decent mark, he would literally be unstoppable. He'd like, be they're, they're he'd literally be Dirk, unstoppable. He'd be,
0: he'd be Dirk two point oh.
1: Yeah, he'd be like Dirk, if Dirk was the size of Shaq and could also do everything that Shaq could do. <laughs> like, yeah, right. You
0: know, <laughs> it's crazy. Oh so, man! Yeah, that's what I want for Christmas. All right, Mitch, what's your last one? So my last one is I want to see Le'Veon Bell sign with the Indianapolis Colts. I love, oh. I love him getting paired up with Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton, um, the, the offensive line that has done a, a fairly good job this year. Um, they and they have the cap space to do it. They have almost fifty million dollars in cap space to sign Le'Veon Bell, um. That would obviously put Marlon Mack on the back burner, um, which I don't think Marlon Mack has the talent to be a a starting caliber running back. I think he's got great third down back potential, but um, I I think I think Bell would be a good fit for the Colts as well. It would open up Andrew Luck a little bit. It would give him a good running attack, and it, it would on, it would honestly make Andrew Luck a more scary weapon to use moving forward. Um, and so I wanna see I wanna see Lev Bell sign with the Colts. Yeah, you know, I
1: I love this. When we first talked about on Bell and, and, and scenarios to go to, I had a few other teams in mind, namely the Browns above, but the more that you talk about LeVeon Bell to the Colts, the more and more on board I get with you. Like, one, you mention how much cap space they have. They also are a team right now that has a lot of holes and is seven and six. Like, they right. might be a freaking playoff team this year. So imagine having that much cap space with already an overperforming team and adding Lev Bell and a few other pieces where you need it. Like all of a sudden, the Colts could be one of the best teams in the AFC. Like legit, this defense is young but playing excellent. Darius Leonard has dominated. At leads the NFL in tackles. Like the rookie linebacker, and I just think I I, I agree with you hundred percent. I think he needs to go to the Colts, and the Colts would be a very, very good team Uh, with Le'Veon Bell.
0: Piggybacking off off the statement of they have a young defense, here are two signings they need to make. Le'Veon Bell, and they need to sign Bruce Irvin. Oh, okay. Bruce Irvin to be that veteran presence who Mm. can still play a little bit on a defense that's young and talented, and they're going to be focusing on that young talent. Bruce Irvin could have a late career revival. Yeah, playing with the Indianapolis Colts. I think those are two signings they have to get down because Bruce Irvin's a free agent at the end of the year. Yeah, he's not going to stay with the Falcons at the end of this year. So, uh, I think those are that's two signings they need to make there. I feel you on that. I the name
1: that came to my head was Sean Lee. And I'm assuming if the Cowboys move on from him, but they have Van Der Esch, their rookie running or linebacker that, you know, uh, they, they feel confident in And and obviously he struggled with injuries. Let's say they get out of him. I think an, uh, an older linebacker with experience to, to kind of help lead that defense would not hurt at all. I I love, I love the Bruce Irvin one. I, you know, like I said, I thought of Sean Lee. I think there's going to be options for them, but I, and honestly,
0: I I like the Sean Lee thing a little bit better than Bruce Irvin. I think that's a great, a great mention. Well, Dallin just hung up on me again. He just hung up on me again. You are out of control, sir. (laughs) I'm a mess. I'm a mess, (laughs) bitch. Keep that. Gosh dang it, Dallin. I'm sorry. My bad. Fingers are hard to use, okay? It's not my fault. I think that's a sign we need to move on. Guys, those (laughs) are the three things that we want for Christmas. Well, six things, really, but three each. When we come back from this break, after our little socials plug, you're going to hear Dallin's sweet Daddy D voice on the air. We're going to go over our Week 14 recap. we got some crazy games to cover. A great week in the NFL in Week 14 to cover. We also got our quick picks coming up for Week 15. So stick around, and I promise we'll be right back. Thank you
1: guys for listening to the Sports Hour today. Be sure, if you haven't already, to follow our socials. You can find us on Twitter at Sports Hour Guys, Instagram at The Sports Hour Guys, and you can like our Facebook page. Be sure to follow those socials. Interact with us. We want to hear from you. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Sports Hour, See, guys. Let's. What? I I told I told them we'd be back. You did, Mitch. I I promised. You did, and you haven't lied about that yet. No, Uh,
0: I don't lie. Oh, ever? Well, you know, I've told a couple of different fibs in my life. There you go.
1: Because what you said was a lie, just saying. Yeah. Yeah, Just saying. saying. Guys, let's get into uh, talking about the games last week. We're going to look at the playoff picture right now. Uh, You know, if it ended today, what it would look like. And we're going to talk about the games that we have in this context you know looking at the teams what happened last week and looking forward obviously what's what's going to be the story for them so mitch afc or nfc where do you want to start let's start in the afc let's start there all right so we have the chiefs as the number one seed projected right now 11 and 2 uh the next best team is 10 and 3 and that's their division rival chargers uh but 9 and 4 would be the other team that could like take the one seed with the patriots or the Texans. So, uh, 11 and two keeps in the first. They won last week in a close game against the Ravens. Uh, so a big win for the chiefs. Uh, that's a tough game. Ravens playing really well. Uh, but they were able to get past them in overtime and, uh, yeah, get another win. So I, I don't, I didn't have much to say about this game. Mitch, did, did you want to mention anything specific about it?
0: Well, I mean, welcome back to the NFL. Kenneth Dixon, um, eight for fifty nine and a touchdown. Um, actually played really well with the limited work that he got. Uh, he's been hurt most of the year, so um, for him to come back and really perform. Uh, Gus Edwards sixteen for sixty seven, not a bad performance, but um, is still uh, not quite there. Lamar Jackson, uh, one forty seven and two, and also some a little bit of news breaking before we started recording this episode. Um, John Harbaugh has come out and said Lamar Jackson will start next week um, over Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco will be available to play, but he will be the number two option um, in Baltimore. So I, they are really starting to look towards the future here uh, with Lamar Jackson. Um, it, he was again, their leading rusher 13 for 71. Um, again, the, the the receiving core underwhelming uh, with Willie Sneed being five for 61 as the leading rusher. So, or the leading receiver, excuse me, um, on the on the Chiefs side of the ball. Uh, Pat Mahomes doing his Pat Mahomes thing: uh, thir- thirty-five for fifty-three, three seventy-seven and two with an interception. Uh, Spencer Ware, welcome back: fifteen for seventy-five, five yards of carry. Uh, looked pretty good uh, in tandem with Damian Williams, who I think is going to be more of a third-down uh, receiving option in that offense, um, proving that they can win. Without Kareem Hunt, uh, I even feel dirty even saying that man's name. Yeah, uh, he he does not deserve any publicity whatsoever after the atrocities that he has done um, over the last eight months. So uh, they, they they're proving that they could they could win without um their their number one back and Spencer Ware is not a bad option for them. And I think moving forward that uh, they could really use uh, Damian Williams and Spencer Ware uh, very well. And, yeah, I they, think that's they, the... and they re-signed Charkandrick West. So. Oh, okay. Add more depth there. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the the
1: biggest positive out of this game for any team is that the Chiefs prove that their offense can still function and they can win a game uh, without Kareem Hunt. And that Spencer Ware, if he continues to play like this, uh, listen, they, they don't need a 100-yard rusher every game. They, you know, They can win without that, but they need some production. They need some threat of the run. Uh, so I think that's a good sign for them. And beating a tough Baltimore defense, uh, that's that's very good as well. So they've got a big matchup against the Chargers this week uh, that could possibly swing the number one seed and obviously the AFC West because if the Chargers win on Thursday night, they would they would have the same record. So a big win for Kansas City. For Baltimore, uh, you know it's rough, but they're 7-6. and six. They're still in the playoff hunt. And like you said, fully committing to uh, – Lamar Jackson, which I, I think is a good move. Honestly, I, I I'm right there with it. And uh, right now they're the projected sixth seed, so they're still right in this.
0: Yeah, I and I think it's um like you said the right move. They got to move towards the future. Uh, Joe Flacco, the 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 era of a pocket passer in Baltimore right now is kind of gone. They need to try something different here. Um, not that Joe Flacco is not a good quarterback still. I think he's still a good quarterback. He's he's struggled, but um I think he's still a serviceable guy. Um but it it's time to move on and trying to time to try something different. And so um it, good for them moving forward with uh, Lamar Jackson who I think is going to be a a good quarterback moving forward. A um I almost compare him to like if Cam Newton uh was a little bit undersized but a little bit yeah. more elusive. Yeah, for sure. For He's sure. Cam no, Newton I, minus the size, but plus the elusiveness. Absolutely. And no, I think
1: it's that that's that's who I think of when I look at Lamar Jackson. And uh, you know, despite the loss, they're still only half a game back of the Pittsburgh Steelers because Pittsburgh lost a stupid game against the Raiders uh on 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 a Boswell slip on the on a on a game tying field goal at the end of the game and Pittsburgh couldn't get the win. This is pretty rough.
0: This is not a good sign. Well, and we we said this since the beginning of the year when the Steelers started off really bad. I think they went there 0-2-1 to start the year. Yeah. And we said that they could turn it around, but they're going to lose games that they shouldn't lose. And they should not have lost to the Oakland Raiders. Now, the Raiders played fairly decent. Derek Carr played actually really well. 25 for 34 322 and 2. Um Jared Cook again. Um their leading receiver. He's becoming one of the top tight ends in football right now. Um Doug Barton uh, is absolute garbage. They have no they have no run game. Um and even adding CJ Anderson is not going to help them in that regard. Well they cut him
1: already. Did you see that? Well
0: okay, I didn't see that. Yesterday. So. Yeah,
1: yesterday they cut him already. So it was a short stay in Oakland.
0: Yeah, so it, but they have no run game, um, and I think that you should probably look towards the running back position coming up in free agency and or the draft. Um, and look, and Marcel Aitman is is a guy I'm looking at moving forward. I think he's slowly becoming a more reliable target for Derek Carr. Um, he was three for 45, but he's got the build. He reminds me a little bit. Of Michael Crabtree, maybe not the hand talent, um, but the build and the makeup. He's a good route runner. Um, he gets himself open, but he he's got to work on the hands a little bit. And so I I like Marcel Aitman in that offense right now. Um, but the Steelers' uh, Big Ben did not play bad. Obviously, he went down with the injury uh, partway through the game. Uh, he was twenty-five for twenty-nine, two eighty-two and two. Joshua Dobbs came in and played. Uh, he was four for nine, twenty four, and an interception. So, um, it it here's my question with this game: Is I look at Juju Smith Schuster? Can we put him in a top five wide receivers in football conversation yet? I, I don't
1: know. I, I don't. I don't know if I'm there yet. He's top ten though, like easy. Because he's honestly more productive than Antonio Brown is. And a lot of that is because he plays with Antonio Brown. And I think you have to recognize that. But I mean, the kid's
0: talented. He's very, very talented. Absolutely. He's, he's good at football. He is good at football. I, I just think that, like, the Steelers really are playing with two number one wide receivers right now. Yeah. The, yeah, and, exactly. And one gets more attention because of recent success. And the other um, is being... Put in one-on-one matchups, and that's why he is having continuing to have week in and week out great performances. Um, I would argue to say that we could put him in the top five. Yeah, okay. you you would have to make a pretty. I I don't know if I can make an intriguing enough argument to solidify him there, but I think you could talk about it. And maybe he, he's, maybe he's slowly getting there for me.
1: But oh, he's like I said, he's definitely I top mean, ten. Are, I mean. He said that for sure, you know. At least I can, but yeah.
0: Yeah. That's no, where I'm good. at with him, though.
1: He, here's what I'll worry about the, the Steelers moving forward. They still lead the division, uh, like I said, by half a game. But they are without, obviously, Lev Bell, and now without James Conner. And it shows in their rushing numbers last week. And if Conner continues to be injured and they're relying on Ridley, or not Ridley, yeah, no, Ridley and, and Sam- Jalen yeah,
0: Samuels, and, and Jan-
1: Jalen Samuels. If that's who they're relying on to to run the ball for this team, then I do not feel good about this Pittsburgh team at all. I really, yep. I really don't. Because Big Ben is at the point of his career when he needs a balance from the rushing from the rushing side of the offense. He can't, you can't put Big Ben back there and have him throw it sixty times a game. It's not going to work, right? So I, that worries me if I'm a Steelers fan and looking forward uh, towards the end of the season. And, and if, if they do make the playoffs, it's it's going to be a rough time, I think.
0: No, and I, I agree. I, I think James Conner needs to be healthy for them to have any sort of chance um, for them to be successful. I also think that Chris Boswell needs to actually kick the freaking football. Uh, he <laughs> That'll help. That'll 0 for, help. 0 for 2. I mean... He, he, finding a good kicker is so hard nowadays. It, and it really is. It used to be automatic. It used to be automatic. Like, there were good kickers littered throughout the league, and it's so hard to find a good kicker nowadays.
1: Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I don't know if you saw this. I'm trying to pull it up right now. Uh, the Steelers brought in two other kickers today, I think, to practice, uh, just to put some fire under Boswell, I guess.
0: And I mean, and, and replacing Chris Boswell is replacing one of the better ones of our generation. I mean, of this, of this era, Chris Boswell has been really, really good for a long time. It's just. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it wasn't about replacing him. Even it was just to bring in competition, you know, to see if he can get out of the funk. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. You know, I, I don't know. They're, they're in a bad, they're in a rough spot. I'm I'm not too excited right now on the Steelers. Uh, like I said, they have to prove that they can run the ball at least competently in order to to have any confidence in them moving
0: forward. So, especially if, with half a game lead in in their division. So, if you had to put money on it right now, before we move on, winners of the AFC North: Ravens or Steelers? Go Ravens. Okay, Ravens, Ravens. Okay, me too. I, yeah, I think I put it on, I think I put it on the Ravens. Yeah, I, I I just don't know about the Steelers right now. It worries me. So right,
1: um, all right, let's talk about another AFC playoff team, the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots lost a wild game Woo! against those pesky Miami Dolphins in Miami. Mitch, we yeah. talk about this like every week. That, like, oh, the Patriots can they're gonna lose a game to like Miami or something? And sure
0: enough, they did. And they did. What what was the record that you that you shared with me? Um, it was one in four in the last five years. <laughs> now it is 1 in 5 in the last 6 years. It's amazing. It's it, I don't know what. They had an explosive second quarter, putting up 21 in the second quarter. Um yeah, and I mean, but, this game was high scoring, 27-21 at halftime. I mean, if you took the over on this game, you were you made a lot of money because I think a lot of people thought the Pats were going to go into Miami and blow them out. But yeah. if you took the over there, 70 was it 77 or 67 combined points? If you take the over, you're making a lot of money here. um Tom Brady played well. Like, let's not, so let's not jump to conclusions here. It's not that Tom Brady can't win in Miami. Tom Brady played well 27 for 43, 358 and 3. They, I think the pass as a team just choke. Just choke. And I don't know if that's a Belichick thing. I don't know what it is, but it – I mean, I have a theory. It might be warm weather. When they, Usually when they play Miami and Miami, it's it's getting game. cold in New England. It's still hot in Miami. Yeah. So, I mean, that might be – it might be the change of climate. I don't know what it is. I don't know what – it's their bugaboo. They it's all their,
1: party too hard before the game. It's, yeah, it's the must. Miami Temptations. I You know, I don't know what it is either because it's consistent, and that's what's weird about it. Like you can almost yeah. pencil it in, they're gonna get a weird loss in Miami, yeah. you know. Yeah, and I think this comes down to the defense. Like you said, the offense played well, Brady played well. Obviously, run game been an issue, but it's it's basically always been an issue in New England. So I I don't even count that as a negative because they've gotten past it almost every year with with a very minimal run game. So, but the defense giving up 400 plus yards to the Miami Dolphins and 34 points uh that's not good almost uh, 189 rushing yards that's not good you can't give that much up on the on the ground and then obviously the final play the uh the hook and ladder for 69 yards with freaking gronk playing safety that was a mess that that was a mess it was fun to watch though but a mess
0: Right. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. By the way, the guy that tore them up, Brandon Bolden, a former New England Patriot, tore them oh, up. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Two That's for cool. sixty and two touchdowns. Uh Frank Gore. He is infinite. He is all he is an immortal. <laughs> god, is Frank shout, Gore your god? Jeez. Shout out fantasy footballers. <laughs> shout out fantasy footballers for that one. Uh Mike Wright uses that one all the time. He is infinite. He is all Frank Gore. <laughs> 12 for 92 over seven and a half a carry that the old man still getting it done the frank gore coach in miami is just telling him hey frank run to the right hey frank run to the left and he's doing (laughs) it he's doing it great um good job Uh, yeah Uh, miami played well they they actually played really well i will give him credit for that
1: Yeah, and somehow they're seven and six and still in this playoff race. They're the eighth seed right now. That's
0: disgusting.
1: I, you know, it's weird. It's weird. Do we have to think about Miami as a playoff team? I don't know. No, 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 no. no, no, I don't want to get into that conversation.
0: But no, because there's a lot of decent
1: seven and six. Yeah, because like Ravens are seven and six, Colts are seven and six, Titans seven and six. All those teams. I feel more confident in the Dolphins, but yeah, Uh, the worst seven,
0: seven the worst seven and six team in NFL history.
1: I don't know. Maybe? I don't know. I'd have to do research Maybe? on that one to, to be know. conclusive. Uh, but Patriots, uh, not good for them. Brings them into a tie with the Texans, which is significant. Actually, they were in a tie already because they both lost uh, this past week. But, uh, you know, Patriots have the advantage uh, to get the second seed. But, uh, yeah, not, not a weird loss, but kind of expected in a weird way. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Very yeah. strange.
0: Ah, you know what I'm talking All right.
1: Let's talk Chargers, the second-best team in the AFC. Uh, they got a win against the Bengals, and they are now 10-3, and only a game back of the Kansas City Chiefs for the AFC West and the AFC number 1 seed, and they play this Thursday. Uh, bad news is that Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler are both probably going to be out for the game. Not good news for the Chargers, but still uh, a great win last week against the Bengals. Not much noteworthy about this game other than they beat a team they should have beat, and the real game is is this Thursday.
0: Yeah. um, I'm going to make a bold prediction right now because I I seem to do it once a week, and so I'm just going to do it again. Uh, The Chargers are going to lose out. You think they're going to go?
1: Why, Mitch, I don't understand why you won't accept the Chargers as a good
0: team. Can you please... Explain this to me. So let me. So let me. Do you hate Philip Rivers and his twelve kids? Is no, that what it is? I don't hate Philip Twi- <laughs> Rivers and his twenty-seven kids. I don't hate him. <laughs> let me. Let me. Let me take a step back. I am accepting that the Chargers are a good team. Okay, I will. But look at the remaining schedule. They have the Chiefs. Then they have they have the Chiefs tomorrow, as of this recording. Right. Then they have the Ravens. Very losable game, really. And then they go play the Broncos, who have beaten good teams the entire year, even though their record does not reflect it. Without a rushing attack, they're going to have to lean on Justin Jackson to run the ball. That means they have to go to the old man, Phillip Rivers, who, by the way, I will say, if he does not get at least some MVP consideration, they're they're not doing this right.
1: Yeah, right? I'm not absolutely. I'm not saying he's
0: I'm not saying he's going to win an MVP, but he should get some consideration. Nor should
1: he, but yeah, he needs to be like top 5 in voting, absolutely. Yes.
0: yes. But that's not an easy last 3 games. No, it's not easy, but I think they're going to the lose the I think they're going to lose the Chiefs tomorrow. I think that losing to the Ravens in a primetime game Saturday night is a very high possibility of them losing. And then playing the Broncos. A team that has beat good teams in a weird way throughout the entire year, they could lose that game as well. And so I'm, I would not be surprised if they lost out, or maybe they win one more game. But I would not be surprised if they lost out the the remainder of the year. Interesting. You just follow this Chargers hate. I'm not I'm not hating on the Chargers. <laughs> I mean I accept the fact that they're a good team because you know what? they get Joey Bosa back, right? That defense is a they, lot Joey better. Bosa's is back they have, and now they it's have like a whole other element. They have the defensive rookie of the year on their team, Derwin James. Yeah, right? Defensive rookie of the year. I called it in the preseason. He is probably going to win that award. If he doesn't, it's a shame. But I don't think offensively, especially in the running attack, that they're going to be set, setting themselves up for success there. Justin Jackson is not someone to lean on. 7 for 12 this last week 1.7 a carry. Yeah? Yeah.
1: I mean, listen, it's going to be a struggle. Uh, they'll probably lose against the Chiefs. The Ravens game will be tough. I don't think they lose out. They'll they win, they win one of those games. Uh but uh, they got to hope that I mean, Gordon the thing the Gordon and Eckler injuries aren't like super serious. So it'll probably keep them out. It may keep them out for the rest of the regular season. But, I mean, they practically have a playoff spot locked up. So you know they're, they're okay there.
0: Um, breaking news, they... breaking news, breaking news regarding the Chargers. Oh, really? Um, the Chargers have declared Melvin Gordon questionable for this week. Okay, so he's questionable. He could so, play, he could not could play. Could play. Could play. But and, and
1: and that's what I'm saying. Like these aren't super serious injuries. So, it may affect them this week sure, but they should have at least one of those guys back for Baltimore and, you know, probably both of them back before Denver. So, I think they'll be okay. I'm not too worried. Um, but, you know, you're full of Chargers hate. It's okay. I get it. I don't have Chargers hate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, the last uh the last thing we need to talk about is the Texans. The Texans who lost a big game against the Colts at home. Colts get the win 24-21. to Andrew Luck having himself uh, an Andrew Luck day. 399 yards, two touchdowns a pick. No run game. Marlon Mack was 14 for 33 and a touchdown. But T.Y. Hilton had nine receptions for 199 yards. No uh, touchdown, none of, though! None of the touchdowns. Yeah, none of the touchdowns, but... Uh, Uh yeah, nine receptions for 199 yards, which is insane. Uh, and they got the win, and that you know what, a great win for for Indianapolis. It brings them closer to Houston within the division, and obviously seven and six puts them in a better spot for the wild card. I think this was a huge win to break the Colt the the Tex excuse me the Texans nine game win streak.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I, (sighs) Dallin. I need you to hit the sad slash apology music right now. <laughs> Dallin, I owe you an apology. You said way back when, when the Colts were 1-4 that they would make the playoffs. I said there's no way in hell that they're making the playoffs. And now they're 7-6 and six and they're serious playoff contenders and probably going to make the playoffs. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Daddy D. It's appreciated. It's, um, it was a bad choice on my part. It was a bad decision. I spoke right out of my butthole.
1: <laughs> well, listen, to be it fair, was, was I did terrible. say
0: a 1-in-4 team was going to
1: – I basically said don't count them out. There's still a chance to make the playoffs. And, yes, it sounded ridiculous. But uh, as we've seen, uh No, but you were right. You six. were
0: right the entire time. I, and that's I, what I'm I, I was.
1: I I freaking was so any I mean they're not right as if it ended right now they wouldn't be they'd be the seventh seed but uh, this is a very very good team and they have another big game this week against Dallas and I expect them to win that game I expect them to show up and as they did last week beat a very hot team and say hey like we're here (laughs) like don't 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 look over us like we can we can compete so uh, yeah so. It'll be interesting to see what else happens, but uh, definitely a huge turnaround for Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts.
0: Break breaking news also for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. This is via sleeper bot. Um, the Ty- Tyreek kill is questionable for this week as well. So,
1: oh, I need him in
0: fantasy football. Don't do this to me. Yeah. Sorry. Um.
1: <laughs> all right. So, uh, like we said, th- th- those are all the projected playoff teams. Uh, like the only other team we didn't talk about. You don't need to, but Titans are also 7-6 and six in that scenario. So there's four teams at 7-6 and six basically vying for that 6-seed in the wild card. Uh, so some big games coming up for these teams this next week, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But first, let's go to the NFC, Mitch.
0: Yeah, let's start off the NFC. Um, let's go to the morning game that we had there, the Panthers and Browns. Um, big playoff implications yeah. here. I know. the You just had to do that, didn't we, you? We got, you know what? It's like, it's like let's start with the Panthers. Well, let's okay. all right. It's like a all right. No, it's fine. We're there. It's like a band aid. Yeah. Rip it off Very quick. True. Get it over Very with. Um, the Browns beating the Panthers, um, twenty to twenty six. The uh, Cleveland Browns are now at uh, about where we thought they would be. Right, five seven and one. Five and uh, Five. I think I
1: had them at like six and ten, and that was like a pretty good season.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah, they're, they're about you know, where they're at. Yeah. Um, the Panthers, not where we had them at. No. Six and seven. Losers of, was it five straight? Five straight. Five, five, straight. five straight. Um, Dallin. <sighs> are the Panthers making the playoffs? Listen. Okay, there's two parts of me, guys.
1: One side of me is like, okay, just lose the last three games and let's get, like, a top ten pick. Like, why? why not? We're probably not going to win all three of them. But... The true fan in me says, we can win all three of these games, and here's here's the scenario. Right now, we're the seven seed. So the fa- despite the fact that we're six and seven, because the Seahawks beat the Vikings, that means the Vikings fall to six, six, and one, which puts them a half a game ahead of us in the standings. There are two other six and seven teams, the Eagles or the Redskins, we beat them both this year so we have tiebreaker over them so it's basically about beating the Vikings and we have a game on Monday night against the Saints but it's at home and the Panthers are 5-1 at home So you gotta win at home against the Saints. Then you've gotta beat the Falcons week sixteen, which is not a very good team, at home again. Okay, and then you get to eight and seven, and then you gotta go to New Orleans and win a week seventeen game on the road. And the only way that works is if New Orleans has already locked up the number one seed with home field advantage, and then they can just like not play their starters for the second half, and then we get the win and we sneak in as the sixth seed, and then we beat the Bears in the first round. It'll be great. Hey, you beat the who?
0: You're beating the who? The Bears. The Bears. No! 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 No, <laughs> sir! No! Listen,
1: no! No! So here's the. I'll move past that for. I. I. The logical side, the, the GM side of me as a fan is like just tank and go six and ten, but the real fan in me is like, nah, we got this nine and seven. Here we come.
0: I can't believe you. I can't believe. I'm just you. saying,
1: they they would play the Bears. No, the, no, no, no. So here's team. what I'm
0: saying. I don't think they can beat the Saints. I don't think they can beat the Saints at, well, home, and or, at home. And that's at home or on the it. road. I see them at seven to nine and missing the playoffs. So well, so
1: and that's and that's it. I think if they lose next week against the Saints season's over uh, just make sure the Falcons beat you like honestly like right. go 6 and 10 you know at that point you know it's not going to happen so monday night's the game but if they win monday night then yeah you got you're either going for the playoffs and you're pushing all or you're just losing all the la- the last three games
0: Please. i ta- i would tank i would <sighs> tank.
1: yeah yeah that's what my head says my heart says we're going to the playoffs yeah. so that's Anywho, <laughs> let's talk about another freaking team. Uh, speaking of the Saints, they beat the Bucks 28-14. Offense getting more back on track, but I think it's still struggling a little bit. Um, especially against the Tampa Bay defense, that's not that good. I mean, 28 points is a good amount, but not for what we've seen them do this year to good defenses, let alone Tampa Bay's anemic defense. So, I I don't know. I'm not. The Saints have kind of fallen off a little bit. It's worrying me a little bit, but... Uh, still obviously still a great team and they're the number one seed right now with the tiebreaker over the Rams.
0: I mean, I think the, the saints are kind of going on cruise control right now. I think they're, they're not trying to push anything. I think they know that they can beat most teams they come up with, uh, come up against on the, 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 holy shit. Um, (laughs) the remaining schedule. Um, and so I think they're kind of just going on cruise control and, um, I don't think you're going to see outrageous numbers out of saints players. Um, Moving forward until the playoffs, um, yeah, so for sure. my, I mean, Michael Thomas still had eleven receptions, but under hundred yards with eleven receptions. Yeah, um, that's that's not good. That's lots of short passes. That's I mean, eleven for ninety eight. He was almost at a hundred. It was just uh, right. You know, I think they're really trying to um, nurse this lead. That they have right now.
1: Yeah, and just, you know, as long as they remain with a better or the same record as the Rams, they're going to get the number one seed because they have that tiebreaker. So now that you have that, you can kind of relax a little bit. And they're you know, going, they're, you know, I mean,
0: that's this is a definite sign that they're going for home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right
1: for now. sure. Because that's the goal, and that's where they can get to. Right. So, uh, Speaking of the Rams, let's talk about the Rams losing to the Bears on Sunday night in in Chicago. Maybe. Yeah, baby. Go go on. Go off, my friend. At least somebody's doing good this year.
0: I got a I got a song to play. Okay. <laughs> Bear down, Chicago Bears. Yeah. Oh my gosh, guys. Yeah, the Bears coming up big against the Rams. Sorry about that. I had to I had to get that song going. I It's the Chicago Bears fight song. It's actually one of only two franchises that have a fight song. Yeah. Um, in didn't the know NFL. that. Yeah, the Chicago Bears fight song. It's called Bear Down Chicago Bears. Go buy it on iTunes. Um that was so weak of me to say that. <laughs> um, I, no, I, honestly, that was one of the most invested games I've been into, not only as a Bears fan, but as an NFL fan. Um, it was what me and the Italian stallion Tanner Bissini have advocated for the entire year is that defense wins championships. And we saw what defense can do to a very good offensive team. Absolutely stymie them. Jared Goff looked like he belonged back at Cal. Mm. He was absolutely terrible. 20 for 44, 180 and four interceptions. Todd Gurley, 11 for 28, 2.5 a carry. Their leading receiver was Robert Woods at 7 for 61. They held the Rams the second highest scoring offense. The third highest scoring offense in the NFL, without a touchdown. The defense is absolutely outra- outrageous. I mean, it's it's the best defense in the NFL. Yes, yeah, it's absolutely. the best defense in the NFL, and I am going to make the argument right now that the Bears are the second best team in the NFC. Over the, oh, lo- do you think do you over think the loss of the Rams? Now they are better than the Rams.
1: Oh, okay. Because
0: the Rams defensively do not have anything to stand up. To I mean, any- they did. They, Trubisky threw three picks. I mean, the the But Trubisky's been spotty the entire year. Right, but so
1: I, this, is, this is the thing. And Jordan Howard still rushed for over 100 yards. The, this is the Bears type of game. This is the Bears type of game. This is what you want when you play the Rams or the Saints or the Chiefs. This is the kind of game you want. Lots of turnovers. This is probably what you're going to see. Lots of turnovers forced, lots of turnovers had by your by your young quarterback who struggles, but if you can run the ball, you'll be okay. You'll score enough points. Uh, you know, and, and, and you'll and you'll be okay. And that's 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 how they won. That, that's how they won the game. And it's just it's a great win, obviously. It's, it's a, a great, great win. win for the Bears. Uh doesn't look good for the Rams. But uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's a tough game. That's a tough late a, a December game on the road on Sunday night. That's like the perfect situation to lose. And they did. So shouts out to the Bears for winning. Uh, the Rams and the Saints have both dropped back-to-back weeks, games against very good defenses. Obviously, we had the Saints lose to the Cowboys uh, Thursday night last week, right? And right. then this week we have the Rams losing on Sunday night to the Bears. So I think that's kind of a trend. We see these top offenses playing some of the best defenses in the league, and the defense is having success. Uh, I think you look at that and in I'm with you and the Italian Stallion as well, that defense is gonna be key in the postseason, and if you have a defense, a great defense, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be able to challenge pretty much any team. So uh, yeah, it's very interesting as you look forward and you see these potential matchups. Uh, You know, the Bears, if they win their first playoff game, will either play the Saints or the Rams. And will that go better for either of those teams the second time around? You know, we'll, we'll, it remains
0: to be seen. But uh, yeah, great win for the Chicago. I, you know what? And here's where I'm at with the Bears is I see a lot of similarities. A little sports history lesson for you guys. I see a lot of similarities between this Chicago Bears team and the the just-before-the-85 Bears team, who a lot of people, and myself included, regard as the greatest football team at all time, the 85 Bears. Offensively, they weren't there yet, but their defense was so stout that they were holding themselves in contention every single year. They have spurts of offensive production, right? They still produce offensively every other week, it seems like. If they get a weapon next year, you look out for the Chicago Bears, man, because this is a young defense that can still do a lot of damage. And look out for them this year, because I'll tell you what, with the way that offenses can be shut down with defensive complexity, I, I don't know if there's anyone really, even the Saints in an NFC championship game at home, I don't know if there's a team that can compete with the Bears. And I would not want to run into the Bears at home in a playoff situation. I would not, not want to. Not at know.
1: all. Not at all. It's that would be terri-
0: terrifying.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going
0: into no, Soldier Field at night in the cold with the Bears fans running rampant. I would not want to do that. <laughs> there's no way. Listen, it's uh
1: you know this is a very dominant defense and they're doing it with a lot of swagger and it's fun to watch. It really is. We have a new, young, dominant defense, much like the Seahawks were, you know,
0: five years ago, six years ago. So Well, and you know, uh, yeah, I've said this with baseball. Like, like there are certain teams that are, like, the sport's better when certain teams are better. um, Football's better when the Bears are better. I mean... That is exciting. Like, that's one of the historic franchises. Only one Super Bowl championship to their name but has always been a good franchise and you know what as a fan and as an NFL fan I am I am so excited to see the Chicago Bears back in competitive
1: yeah I like it I like it nothing wrong with it yeah um let's talk about the other playoff matchup we had Monday night Minnesota traveling to Seattle and getting shut down by the Seahawks 27 21 to 7 uh, and the Vikings did not score until late in that game. It was all Seahawks once the second half started, and that was that was about it. Seattle scored 18 points in the in the fourth quarter, uh, got the win, a huge win because it put them at eight and five, which means they are one game away from clinching a playoff spot, which is huge. This is the team we did not think was going to be that good going into the season, Mitch. I. Uh, does this just come down to the magic of Pete Carroll? Because in my head, that's what this is. It's just Pete Carroll somehow making this work. Um, Yeah. Russell Wilson has also played very well. Um, right, not on Monday. 10 for 20 for 72 yards and an interception.
0: Okay. That's fine. That's fine. But you know what? I also God, the Seattle wins games in the weirdest way. I right? It makes no sense that this team is eight and five. I'm just saying. That I mean, this was a team I had at five and eleven to end the year, or six and ten, something like that. And the fact that they're eight and five and probably going to be a playoff team, they're going to be a bottom a, bot, you know, a five or a six. <laughs> I I don't I don't know, Dallin. I don't yeah. Know.
1: It's insane, and it's the, it's the run game. I mean, they have the number one rush rushing offense in the league, and on Monday night had another 200 yards on the ground. And obviously, like I told I told you guys, Russell Wilson's stat line, it wasn't good, but they ran the ball so well and got the win, and the defense stepped up. Listen, this is a defense that got rid of a lot of its old pieces, the Shermans, the Bennets, uh, and, and here they are still dominating and I like I said I mean they they do well at drafting Frank Clark, Shaquille Griffin Trey Flowers like these young guys that are just stepping up and playing so well and just filling those holes again and it it has to go back to system and it has to go back to Pete Carroll because he has done a masterful job this season and he deserves a lot of credit
0: yeah absolutely absolutely Uh, I think so yeah. yeah he did a great job he's done a great job
1: yeah, and Minnesota obviously dropping that game, uh, like I mentioned earlier, only half a game ahead of the three teams behind them in, in the wild cards. So not looking good for them. And then we obviously talked about, you know, the firing of DiFilippo and uh, Kirk Cousins struggles against winning teams. They uh, they have a game this week against a team with a winning record, the Miami Dolphins. Well, that's a weird game. But they need to bounce back and, and rattle some wins off or they might end up missing the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Um, and that might be the the biggest disappointment of the season if they do. Um, has to be, has to be. I mean, the Vikings. We had them at twelve and four, thirteen and three, 11 or thirteen and, 5. and three. Yeah. I mean, th- this was a team that was going to run away with the NFC North, and they have done damn near the opposite. Um. So, um. Yeah, they have to pull this one out against Miami if they want any chance of making the playoffs.
1: Yeah, so precarious situation for them. Let's and talk about I the don't, last. And I, and I don't know Go if ahead. they
0: make it past the wildcard round. So,
1: right, yeah, well, that's. I mean, at this point, you just want to get to the playoffs. I worry about winning it if you can later, but like, right. I mean, you got to get there, and that's and that's going to be a challenge for them moving forward. Uh, the last game with playoff implications, Dallas at home against the Eagles. This was a huge game for the NFC East, and Dallas pulled off the win, twenty nine to twenty three. It was tied. Went into overtime, Dallas goes down, scores a touchdown, wins. Wentz was injured uh, during this game. He's still kind of quite – they're worried with his back right now that he won't play uh, this week. They're concerned with his back right now. I read that
0: he will not play.
1: Oh, did you? Okay. See, I hadn't seen anything conclusive yet. Fire but... up
0: Nick Foles. Let's go. Yeah, big
1: dick Nick, you know, coming in for the win. But, uh, you know, Philly came back in this game, was down, scored in the fourth, uh, made it close. But Dallas has just been a great team, and they've been dominant. Uh, Philly with no run game, and that's been one of their biggest issues all year since J.A. Jay went down, and it continues to haunt them. Uh, But let's talk about Dallas, Mitch. What do you want to say about this Cowboys team?
0: I mean, this is another team I had at 5-11, and 6-10. Um, This defense is really good. And the defense won them this game. The fact that they held Philly scoreless in the first half is the reason they won this game. Now, they went down and drove, and that's great. But if they let Philly score in that first half, this game's over. And th- that defense... Leighton Vander Esch is probably one of my favorite players in the NFL right now. He is so fundamentally sound, so good. I I I could watch this kid play all day long. I mean, he's 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 incredible.
1: Yeah, you know, the defense is really good. I you know, this offense. There's one thing I'm worried about. They had 576 total yards, more than. Double what Philly was able to get in the game, and yet they only scored three touchdowns, three touchdowns and kicked three field goals. Didn't even score a touchdown till the fourth quarter. That that worries me a little bit. Like that you were yeah yeah, yes you got all those yards, but it never led to points. Like you 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 get five hundred seventy six total yards, you have to score above thirty.
0: Right, I yeah. mean, like, there's
1: no so that that worries me a little bit. But like you said, the defense stepped up and really limited what Philly was able to do. Philly did a good job of scoring points despite the fact that they could not move the ball very well. Uh, but you got to I, I want to see that change because that's just a little worrisome for me. Well,
0: and I mean, Dak had a career day, right? Four, uh, Forty-two for fifty-four, four fifty-five, three touchdowns. He threw two picks, but it balanced itself out. Can we talk about the revival of Amari Cooper? I oh mean, my. he gets, Bro. he goes from Oakland to Dallas and becomes a different player. I mean, absolutely. Since he's been in Dallas, he has been phenomenal. And last week, 10 for 217 and three touchdowns, including the game winning touchdown. So, I mean, this dude is outstanding. Outstanding when he gets in the right system.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you just like I, it's crazy to me that the Raiders traded away Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper and you see the impact that those two players are having on their teams, changing their teams completely. I mean, Amari Cooper changed the 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 Cowboys in their offense, and Khalil Mack did the same thing for Bear, the Bears in their defense, and it still just
0: baffles my mind well, that that actually happened. Well, I mean, look at it, who, you know, look at who they had to throw to. They had Michael Gallup, Cole Beasley, Alan yeah. Hearns, my boy, my boy Jeff Swaim, who I I love the man, but he's a block first tight end. Right, they, they had Blake Jarwin, they had Rico Gathers, like that. That's all they would to throw to. You give him a big weapon like like um, uh, Amari Cooper, and the entire game is changed. The entire game is changed, and it he is he's done a great job in Dallas, and I. It it it's fun to watch Dallas football right now. It is Ab- absolutely no, and it's I uh, th- they're a good team. They're a
1: very solid defense and a pretty good offense. So a dangerous team moving forward. And like we mentioned, was we talking about the AFC. They have a big game against the Colts this week. Uh, both of those teams need a win. So that's about it for the uh, playoff picture. Panthers, Eagles still in it. Redskins are six and seven, but. Obviously, with starting Mark Sanchez, you could you could just call it on their season. I you know they're 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 not really there, but the Eagles, Panthers, still kind of hanging around because of the Viking struggles. So a chance for all those teams, but some rough games. Like I said, Minnesota plays Miami, Panthers play New Orleans, and Philly plays the Rams. So not the ideal Week Fifteen matchups if you're Philly or you're Carolina.
0: No, not not ideal at all. <laughs> it's not no. good. It's
1: not good. All right. Well, that's about it for this week, Mitch. It, it's been too long. Let's get
0: into this. We have our quick picks for week fifteen. Yeah, we got our picks for week fifteen. This week's week fifteen picks brought to you by Revision Brewing Company. Um, you guys ever thirsty for a nice cold beer while you're recording a podcast? Grab a review a revision. Brewing company, beer. Um, I'm right now drinking Hangry IPA. It's a it's a good one. It's a good one. There you, so, go. There you go. Um Yeah. M- a shame, M- Mitch, a shameless you, plug.
1: You have you have an update on our uh, on our on our our records, right?
0: Oh, hit the DJ Khaled music. I mean, all I do is win, 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 <laughs> no matter what. Like, okay, so I went up. On, was it three games I won over you this week? Which means now I am one game above you going in yes. to this week. Um, my overall record is 124, 81 and 2. Dallin is 123, 82 and 2. Um, I was 11 to 5 last week. Dallin was 8 and 8. All right. Well, let's start off with tomorrow night's matchup. The Los Angeles Chargers, they are traveling down to the home of the best barbecue in the nation, the Kansas City Chiefs. I have the Chiefs beating the Chargers at home.
1: Yeah, you know, Melvin Gordon questionable, Austin Eckler out. Uh, I just, yeah, I I wanted to go Chargers. If they were healthy, I would go Chargers. But because they're not healthy, I'm going to go Chiefs on this one too. Unfortunately, we don't get a full healthy matchup, but it'll still be a close game and a fun game to watch. I think. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, next game, Houston coming off the loss to the Colts, traveling to the jets who got a big win over the bills. Uh, I got Houston on the road. They're going to, yeah, they're going to win this game. Should be fairly easy.
0: Yeah, I got, I got Houston on the road as well. Um, it again, fairly easy win for them. I think um following that we have cleveland they are going on the road to the mile high city to take on the denver broncos i have the broncos at home i think it's going to be a close game but i think the broncos are going to pull this one out uh against a a baker May- baker mayfield led offense that has play- been playing fairly well as of recent
1: yeah you know i'm actually going to take cleveland to this game obviously they had the big win against carolina they've looked a lot better over the last few weeks Think Baker's starting to play pretty well uh, as they get deeper into the season, and I think they'll pull off another. Uh, or sorry, they're they're going to pull off a road win here in Denver. So I've got Cleveland. Cleveland's going to try to get to eight seven and one. Yep. Can they win out? Probably not. Probably but, not. but by the way, those are not.
0: Saturday games. By the way. Yes. So yeah. Know. Those
1: those two games, the Houston Jets and Cleveland Denver, yeah, being played on Saturday now. As we near the end of the season. The next game, this one will be will be played Sunday. Uh, Arizona traveling to Atlanta. Guys, here's the thing. Here's what I will tell you: We are not doing a garbage game of the week this week because there are like six garbage games, and I'm not like I can't decide, and I don't want to play the music, the little the little thing every single time. So, <laughs> I, I yeah, no garbage game this week. There's a lot of them. This is this is one of them. Uh, I've got Atlanta at home.
0: Yeah, I gotta land at home as well. The Cardinals are absolute dog shit. And so uh I got I got the Falcons on at, at home. Sorry, not on the road. At home, uh beating the Cardinals. Down, can you please hit the garbage garbage game of the week Drop uh, For, for this
1: one for this one, okay. That's uh, fine. Please we'll do okay. just once.
0: Just once, okay? Okay. This is just this is just hot garbage. Straight hot garbage. You're a garbage person. Yeah. Uh it's Oakland against Cincinnati. This is absolutely awful. Like if you have an opportunity to turn on like a Hallmark Christmas movie, um, I would do it and not watch this game. If you have a chance, if you have kids go to their Christmas pageant, go watch their Christmas pageant because you do not want to watch this game at, at all. Um, I have the Raiders on the road though. Um, I think that Derek Carr looked, looked fairly well, looked fairly good. So, um, I got the Raiders on the road against the Bengals. Yeah, I have the Raiders as well. Listen, Jeff Driscoll.
1: So, yeah. Yeah, Raiders. <laughs> Raiders. Nasty. <laughs> All right. The next game we have, a game we mentioned a few times earlier, Miami traveling to Minnesota. Uh, I have Minnesota in this game. As much as I want Miami to win for the playoff implication with the Panthers, I just don't see Minnesota losing at home to the Dolphins.
0: Yeah, I think Minnesota is going to get at least the sixth seed in that in that conference. And uh, I think to do it, they have to beat the Dolphins at home. So I'm going to take the Vikings at home. Following that, we have a very tough fantasy matchup. If you have Andrew Luck or T.Y. Hilton like I do in my starting fantasy lineup, um, uh, be weary, because they are going down to Dallas to take on the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I have the Colts in a close game. Oh, in a, you're on the Andrew Luck train. In a close game, I'm going to say 24-23. I'm going to say it's a very, very close game, very competitive game. Um, but I have the Colts on the or at home against Dallas. Absolutely. I have the Colts as well, 27-24.
1: Okay. I agree with you. Close game. A look at these up-and-coming teams. But I think the Colts are going to pull this off. All right. I think they're going to do it. I believe in Andrew Luck, the neckbeard himself. All right. Uh, Next game, we have Tampa Bay traveling to Baltimore to take on the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Uh, I picked Tampa Bay in this game. What? Because something weird always happens. So... Tampa Bay might beat Baltimore.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. If you and I want Baltimore to win this division like we think we're going to, they're going to have to beat Tampa Bay. So I think ba- Absolutely. Baltimore is going to beat Tampa Bay. Um, a, a close game. But um, I think that it's Baltimore is going to win 24-14. Okay. okay. Um, following that, We have probably a runner-up for Garbage Game of the Week. Uh, We have the Lions. They're traveling up to Orchard Park to take on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I have the Bills at home. Josh Allen is the truth there. He is actually playing very, very well, and he is running the ball more than he's passing the ball, but he is proving himself to be a, a, a dual threat with the legs and the arm. Um we all know the big arm that he has coming out of college but he has proven that his legs are just as useful. Um I think he's going to tear up this Detroit defense and win on the at home against the Detroit Lions. Yeah, all right. I uh I have Detroit in this
1: game. Uh Ooh. Detroit's been so up and down this week this year, excuse me, but I, you know, I don't know. Buffalo's also not that good of a team. So, I ah, I don't know. So, I'm going to go. I, I, I feel like Detroit will win this game. So, I've right. got Detroit. Okay. All right. The next game is uh, the NFC North matchup. Green Bay traveling to Soldier Field to take on the Bears. Hopefully spoil a little bit of the season for the Bears would be the hope here because the Green Bay Packers aren't making the playoffs. Uh, that we know for sure. So... Uh, in this game, I have the bears bears going to win this at home. Feel pretty good about that.
0: Yeah. Uh, the monsters of the midway are for real. Um, and you gotta be crazy if you think I'm not taking my bears. So I am taking the bears at home against the Packers. Um, get a little redemption from that week one matchup where they blew that big lead at Lambeau field. Um, I got the bears at home against the Packers Sorry, all my Packers fans, friends. Um, Following that, we have the Jaguars taking on the Redskins. They're going to the nation's capital. Another potential candidate for garbage game of the week. Um, Mark Sanchez, an absolute dumpster fire. Um, uh, The Jaguars have looked better in recent weeks. Really? Because they lost thirty to nine on Thursday, so. and they won six nothing in the week before. So I'm going to take Jacksonville in this game. Um, absolutely styming. I'm calling a shutout here. They are going to stymie the Washington Redskins.
1: This is going to be a weird game. That's like eleven to like six or something. We're
0: going to get Scorigami in this. <laughs> one. Yeah, gonna- I think so. Yeah.
1: It's going to be something weird, but I got Jacksonville as well, I think. Uh, with, with, with Mark Sanchez, that means that Cody Kessler wins that quarterback matchup. That's ugly. So That's disgusting. Yeah, I
0: got, I, I got Jacksonville in this game. Can, you, uh, can Tennessee- you just hit the music just for fun? This is just, this is just hot garbage. Straight hot garbage. You're a garbage person. It's it's terrible yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah awful. that's that's
1: that's 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 good. All right. All right, so next week, uh we have Tennessee traveling to the New York Giants. Uh the Giants playing pretty well over the last few weeks.
0: I have them beating Tennessee here at home. Um yeah, I got the Giants at home as well. I I I I think this team has kind of turned it around. Um I think they've they've figured out how to utilize Saquon Barkley in the right way and I think Eli Manning is is playing better than uh, a whole lot of, than, you know, he has in recent years. He's playing better than he has so far up to this season. So I, I got the giants at home. I think this is going to be a good game for the giants. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? They're not going to make a, they're not going to make the playoffs. I don't think, but um, I think a good momentum shifter uh, for the remainder of the season. And they might get to a, to a more respectable record yeah point. for sure um following that we have seattle they're leading the emerald city to travel down to san francisco uh the home of the band journey um when the lights go down in the city that's san francisco um seattle is going to travel to san francisco <laughs> <laughs> and uh uh, I got Seattle. I got Seattle on the road. Um, I, the the Niners are just they're not a great team. They're not a good team, and uh, Nick Mullins is doing his best, but it's not going to be enough to to take off a Seattle defense is actually playing fairly decent. So um, another weird win for the Seahawks. I have
1: the Niners at home. Get out of here! I'm so serious. Listen, Niners beat Denver last week. Oh they look God. decent. At home, I think the Seahawks maybe look past. You're out game of your mind. Because, you know, listen, They have the Kansas City Chiefs coming to Seattle in two weeks. Oh. I think God. Seattle is not worrying about the Niners enough and they're gonna lose
0: this game. You were out of control. You're I'm you're not okay? oh, yeah, you are. Yeah, I you may are have took
1: the I may have took the Buccaneers and the Niners in the same week against playoff teams. Do you but want your head
0: shaved? Do you
1: want your no. head shaved?
0: Because your you gotta, wife you gotta, will you
1: gotta, kick your ass if you have to shave your head. <laughs> Mitch, you got to take risks to win in life, okay? I'm out here taking risks,
0: okay? He's trying to risk we it to get this. the biscuit. Is that what you're
1: doing? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I got this. Don't you worry about right. me. Don't you worry about me. Yeah, yeah. Niners. Okay. Niners, niners at home. All right. Well, we have. So what, 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 oh, what? sorry. It's your turn. Go ahead. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's my freaking turn. Okay. I'm sorry. Um. Patriots are traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Steelers coming off the big loss against the Raiders. Patriots coming off the big loss against the Dolphins. I have the Steelers at home. They're going to figure it out this week. I, I don't... The Patriots are playing good. I mean, okay. I, I don't love the Patriots. And I don't know. This is always a weird matchup because they play so often and they play
0: really hard. So, I, I got Steelers at home. So... I I don't like either team in this. Like, I don't... Right, It's yeah. I I don't love the Patriots, and I don't love the Steelers. Um, I've made that very vocal. And I think, other than the Bears-Packers game, because I think that game's going to be very competitive, this is probably going to be game of the week. Um, But I have New England on the road taking Pittsburgh out. Um, 27-23. Pretty close. Um, It's just, I... I have more faith in New England than I do Pittsburgh, and uh, it's – I. but like I said, I don't like either team. I really – I'm not a fan of either team, so.
1: Yeah, you know, it's obviously like – we talked about Pittsburgh lack of run game. They're going to have to figure something out. Uh, it's going to be a weird game, Well, and though. James I, Connor I
0: might play this week. So if James Conner yeah, plays this week – Yeah, I don't know where week, his
1: injury status is. So that would definitely help. Yeah. Definitely help. So –
0: all right, a Sunday – oh, it's your turn. Yeah, it is my turn, damn it. What are you doing? Um, Following that, we have the Eagles. They are leaving the city of brotherly love to head down to the city of Angels to take on the Los Angeles Rams. I have the Rams at home against the Eagles. The Rams are the third-best team in the NFC. They're facing a mediocre defense. And uh I I think the Rams are gonna shred them up. Thirty one fourteen final score. Okay. Yeah, you know, it also helps that uh
1: Wentz is looking like more more and more likely that he's not gonna play on Sunday. So if Nick Foles is in, yeah, you could definitely count this out. Uh if Wentz plays, I think this might be a, a kind of a close game. I, the Eagles are a competitive team, but yeah, Rams are gonna win this. Rams are gonna win this game at home. Absolutely. So. Yep. Yeah, all right, and then the most important game of the week, Monday Night Football, we have the Ba-da-da-da-da. New Orleans Saints tra- <laughs> traveling to Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina to take on the losers of five straight games, Carolina Panthers. Uh, Listen, I love my team, but I'm not stupid, okay? I had the Saints in this game because I would rather the Panthers lose than me have no hair
0: yeah um i'm with maybe ya. that makes me a bad fan i don't know but i'm with you <laughs> uh i've you know i've picked the bears every single week i've been ride or die with them um but i'm with you uh you gotta know when to give up and uh the saints are a team that are really unstoppable right now uh i think you put them in a prime time situation they're going to far exceed expectations i Expect them to honestly blow out the Panthers.
1: Nah, come on. It's gonna be a close game. Listen, thirty four 17 34-17. Wow, okay. The Panthers have lost five straight games, but all of them have been very close, and, and honestly, they've kind of choked at the end of games. I think this will still be a close game. Mm-hmm. the Panthers are five and that. one at home. The Panthers are five and one at home, and the defense is good, the offense is good but not good enough. I this is gonna be a close game.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. 20,
1: 28 to, to, to 27 or something like that. What? No, get out of here with yeah. that. Stop that. What?
0: How is that ridiculous? That's super ridiculous because the Panthers could never keep it that close with the Saints. Why not? They just can't, dude. They just can't. <laughs> they can't. No, no, they no, no, can. no, 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 no. Cam Newton is nursing a, sol- a shoulder injury right now. He's going to have to dump underneath. He's they're not gonna, and they have, they're not gonna have the perfect a to, enough weapon enough total total to dump to underneath to, and that's Christian McCaffrey. Oh god, get out of here. They're not gonna have He's literally they're not gonna have enough total offense to score that many points. 34 17, Saints. You're full of garbage. You're full of garbage. Panthers have the ninth ranked offense in the league, just saying. Just saying. Well whatever. So <laughs>
1: Anywho, guys, that, that, is, that is our picks for the week. Uh, Mitch, lot, like, like we said earlier, lots of interesting matchups and lots of garbage matchups. So uh, as we move forward in the next week, we'll obviously look back on these weeks, uh, th- these games, the same way that we did this week with the playoff perspective in mind as we get closer to the playoffs in the NFL. We'll be looking at that. So. Uh, yeah, we'll look forward to that. To next week, more ML, MLB news, most likely next week as well, and uh, more
0: shenanigans. More shenanigans. That's always a definite thing here on the Sports yeah. Hour. <coughs> oh, sorry, I had a cough. I was holding it in the whole time I was talking there. <laughs> Ugh. Well, is that all we got for the rest of the week? That is it. That is it. That that's all. Guys, make sure we go follow us on uh the all the socials. Follow us on Instagram at sports uh, at sports hour guys at um on uh Twitter at the Sports Hour Guys. Go follow us on Instagram at the Sports Hour with or on sorry Facebook. Uh Do you wanna just start that all over again? Yeah, that was a mess. That was a mess. <laughs> Well, that's all that we have for this week, guys. Make sure you go follow us on our socials. Go follow us on Instagram at the Sports Hour, guys. Go follow us on Twitter at Sports Hour, guys. Go follow us on Inst- on uh, Facebook at uh, the Sports Hour with Mitchum and the Mormon. Um, get on there, comment. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us we suck. That's the only way that we can get better.
1: Yeah, and we uh we appreciate the listens. We appreciate the support. Continue to share with those you know who like sports. If you're a new listener, bienvenido. Uh, if you're an old listener, uh, bienvenido también. Español. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's <laughs> that is it, guys. We'll see you next week.
0: See ya.